Haunted Night, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. roll call today. You'll have to forgive us. Um, all right. What's going on on the Thorn and Cross front? In a remote part of California, Ravencrest Manor, imported stone by stone from England more than two centuries ago, looms tall and terrifying, gathering its dark and unnatural powers and drawing those it wants as its own. In Exorcism, book three of the Ravencrest saga, something evil stirring in the deep, dark waters of the estate's indoor pool as ghostly jazz age parties fill the air with phantom music. Within the mansion, a maid is visited nightly by a demon lover. And the governess, Belinda Moreland, is haunted by the tormented spirit of Violet LeBlanc, a silent movie star who was driven mad in her prime and wants Belinda to help her in in her search for justice. The Ravencrest Saga series was first released in serialized installments, and the first two episodes, Begotten and Incubus, are available now on Amazon, and the third's coming soon. I'll tell you the title as soon as we decide on one. Alistair. Yo, Alistair? I think Uh-oh. he left the room. <laughs> oh, no, and I'm not online to keep this going. Uh, but that means we're on. So I'm going to, um, he, he must have dropped off. I'm going to read your bio, Diana. Tonight, our guest is, and I'm about to say Diana Prince, Diana Love. <laughs> um, she started out life as a photorealistic artist and launched her first business at the age of 17 out of necessity. She was living on her own and working two jobs, so she started painting signs and murals every free minute she could find. It wasn't long before she had a following that allowed her to give up three other jobs. Later, while painting over 100 feet in the air, wow, she started making up stories to keep herself entertained during the long days. That's when she penned her first novel, which won the prestigious Daphne du Maurier and Golden Heart Awards prior to being published by a New York house. Diana has written urban uh, urban fantasy, romantic, thrill, romantic thrillers, young adult sci-fi fantasy, and nonfiction writing references books. Her Bellador urban fantasy series continues in January 2017 with Dragon, King of Trior, and she's also working on the H.A.M.R. Brotherhood, a new romantic suspense line of stories. When she's not in her writing cave in Peachtree City, Georgia, near Atlanta, she's down on the Gulf Coast fishing or off on a motorcycle adventure 
on her BMW bike. I apologize if I mispronounced anything because <laughs> Alistair always reads that. Are you back yet, Alistair? Oh, my. He's not back yet. Well, welcome, Diana. <laughs> Thank you. I think Alistair may be taking a little break. <laughs> yeah, he's probably cursing up a blue streak right now. Normally, I'm always in the in the station with him, and uh, we can't communicate right now because I'm not. So, <laughs> well, then you um, and I'll talk. That'll work out fine. We will. We will, because he always hogs you anyway. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me in. I I really appreciate being invited back. Oh, we love having you. And uh, tell us about your new book. Uh, actually, yeah, we were talking about in the bio about the one from 217, the new Bellador. There's been one since then is uh, Bellador Saint, which was number nine. And then number 10 is coming out this Thursday. It's called Treor Dragon Horde. And uh, the word Treor is T-R-E-O-I-R. So I know it's a little odd uh-huh. uh, to say sometimes, but um, that's a big book. The books, they actually seem to get bigger and bigger. So there's a lot going on in that, and at the end of it, I tell the readers, which I can't say much about right now, but there's a special spinoff I'm creating that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a big plan. Um, that series just, I, you know, it's like I was talking to a reviewer, and she goes, you know, after the first chapter, I can't say much about your book or it's all spoilers. And I go, yeah, I know, kind of plan it that way. <laughs> I like it to be uh-huh. packed with action and things going on. Um, so it's kind of hard sometimes when you're 10 books in to talk about it without spoiling it for somebody who hasn't just read the last one or whatever. Sounds fascinating. Did I hear Alistair? Oh, yeah, Uh-oh. you're back. I, back. I, did, do you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yes, I hear you. Okay, yeah. I Sorry, I got booted out, and then I called back, and I could hear you guys. I could hear you, and it sounded really demonic, and I'm not even kidding. It was like, blah, blah, blah. I don't <laughs> know what's going like on. sounds like that to everybody. <laughs> It was scary. Uh, That's hilarious. (laughs) Great excuse for going to get your coffee, but that's really good. Well done. Yeah, I was going to have to try to figure out how to talk on the phone and create a hot spot at the same time to get you in. No, no. (laughs) I think think we're good. But anyway, yeah, sorry about that. Sometimes that happens. We don't know what's going on. So Diana's telling us about our new book. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that one's coming out Thursday. Uh, actually, something new I've started, which was launched with this book, is um, all my books are always in ebook, print, and audio in the Bellador series. But I've gotten where I'm kind of not traveling as much, you know, as the years get this year moved along. I got to the point where I just haven't spent as much time at home as I wanted. So when I stop traveling, then my you know, readers are saying, Diana, when are we going to get a signed book? When are you going to see you? So I had a site <laughs> created. Yeah, and I said, I'll fix this. I had a site created called Diana Love Signed Books, and we launched it <laughs> with Treyor Dragon Horde, and it's been oh. a big hit. And I was, I've been very, very tickled by all the messages coming in and people excited to get signed books of all my books. They're all up there to do it, but... um that was kind of made this one a little bit of a nerve-wracking because we were trying to get everything ready, all the releases, all the audio, everything at the same time. Uh-huh. Wow. But we're ready. Right, right. Idea. But you're ready. Wow. You're ready. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> That's yeah. wonderful. Um, I'm curious about, so this is your 10th book in this series. Um, mm-hmm. Do you uh, find it hard to find inspiration to keep going, or does it, 
evolve in such a way that you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next, or are you just like, oh, God, i got to do another one? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I know work? what you're talking about because, you know, I've <laughs> so many friends in and now this. But um, this particular series, I mean, it just keeps exploding and getting bigger and bigger, and there's more down the road to the point that I'm doing some spinoff because basically there's so much story I have to tell that I can't put that many people on stage at one time. And I want them to all have their story and all have, you know, and have the Bellador world develop. But once you get to book 10 in the series, you'll know by book 7 and 8, you know that something big has changed in that world uh, paradigm shift. And uh, because of it, it opened up more that's going on to try to explain it. You know, I see series. I mean, I'm, I'm a big reader. I read all the time. And I've seen series that I loved that got around six or seven, eight books, and they just, you could see as a writer that they were going into a corner. You know, it's like right. they don't have anywhere yeah. to go. I, I mean, I mentally play chess when I'm writing. It's kind of like I love puzzles, and I'm always looking at something down the road, something here. I have to keep a lot of notes because I'll get an idea on something that's four books down the road. Uh, right, right. But I understand. I've seen it, and I, I've, I've had one that I just absolutely adore the series and knew five books in that there was gonna it was gonna end in another two or three because there was nowhere to go. They had right. written themselves to a point that you know to me, it, writing a series is like writing a big book. You know, in fact, I, at times I can't remember one book to the next where one starts or ends because it's like a big movie to me. But in writing a book. You know, the stakes to me have to go up. Things have to change. All this has to happen, the big surprises. So if that's happening in a book, to me it has to happen in the series as well. Like when the paradigm shift happened, I knew when the first book I sat down to work on, I knew that was going to happen. And the readers were, like, blown away, but they weren't blown away without the backstory because it was all there all the way along the way. It happened, and they went, Oh, my gosh. And then it explained more about the Bellador world. So for me, as the series goes on, I'm able to start exposing more about the background and more about why this is happening, why this person's there, why this is, person's doing that or, or what happens next. Or basically, you know, it's like their, their arc, instead of arcing everything in one book, I'm arcing over books and books and books and books. So it's like uh, a lifetime journey with it. So I don't know. You know, I tell them I really, truly believe in ending a series when the time comes. When Sly Temp, I knew two books out that it was time to end the series because I could see that I was arcing the big um, secondary plot in the background. It was going to end. I could see it. Right. This one, no. I, I have so much going on. I, I All I know is to tell them is right now there's a lot of books ahead of me. Nice. Wow. I love this Lie Temp series, by the way. Uh, that was a fantastic series. I, I highly recommend it. But I but I agree with you. I mean, if it can keep going, great. If it can't, eh, you're beating a dead horse, right? You know. Yeah, well, I don't want to sit down and do – and I don't like when I read something. I'm really excited <clears throat> on a series, and I'm getting into it, and all of a sudden it seems like it's, okay, we'll do something a little different, there'll be some danger, and then we'll do this. And do it a little bit different on the next one. It's like, no, 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 no. All those people are moving. They're all taking steps forward. And so it's disappointing. I get really disappointed when a series is ending that I like. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, and 
you can see things that you can do, but they're not doing it. I mean, that's just right. my opinion. Uh, yeah. Wow. Now, one thing one thing that I um, remember uh, talking to you about when we had you uh, on last time, and one thing that I really like about you is you're kind of a type A personality, which is oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am too. I am too. And so I'm yes, curious. We talk to a lot of a lot of people who are. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways to look at the writing profession. You know, for some mm-hmm. people it's an art, for some people it's a craft, for some people it's a business. Where where do you fall into that? Is it is it something that you do because you feel compelled to do, and it's this is your art, or what what is it for you? Well, you have to know a little bit about like you were talking about in my bio about my background. I fell out of the womb an artist. I'm very very driven by my art. But I'm also right brain, left brain. I'm extremely business. I mean, and and literally in in, uh, elementary school, I would go to the beach because we went and fished all the time. And I would pick Mm -hmm. up shells and paint them and take them to school and sell them. So (laughs) that's my DNA right there is that when I got, literally, when I got into writing, I knew that if Mm -hmm. I was serious about it, I'd know in a month or so. But once I got into it, and I really didn't plan on publishing. I really did not. But I got into it and got so deep in it. And then once I started publishing, it was like, okay, I don't want to do something and not be successful. Right. <laughs> so I'm very, right. you know, it's like I, I immerse myself in my cave to the point that I, you know, some days I don't get online for a few days and they know me. My readers know I'm in there and I'm deep into it. And I'll pop up and go, well, shoot, I've got some marketing things I need to go do. Boom, 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 boom. I'll start at 3 or 4 in the morning, and I'll run all day getting it done. Right, right. Wow. So now wow. what was some of, your, what was some of your, your plans when you decided, okay, I, I am serious about this. I'm, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be successful at it. I'm not just going to, you know, write for myself and put it out there and hope people find it. What are some of the plans that you made and the, and the plans that you executed to ensure that you were successful at this? Well, you know, there was when I started with the first book that I sold, which was what was called back then a category romance, and it meant six came out in a group at a time. And basically everybody said, this is perfect. You don't have to advertise. You don't have to do anything. It just comes out with these big names, and you're good. Well, I'm too type A for that. So right. I made up a marketing program that year for that. I mean, I did – back then it was the kind of thing where – I mobilized people I knew across the country, and when it came out the month before, I had sent out my bookmarks with mine for the next month and stuffed all the books in stores across the country. I mean, all the places. All right? So the next month, they knew my book was coming. Well, out of the six books, I'm the bottom of the heap. The other five are multi-published. The top two are major New York Times bestsellers. So the whole goal to me was I didn't want to be last. I came in second. My book sold out of the warehouse, was gone. So it was kind of one of those things that whatever, right now the publishing business is so different than back then, but it's kind of like looking ahead. I'm always looking for whatever I'm doing this year. If it looks good, I'll do it next year. But usually I'm looking for something new and different you know, taking a bigger spin on yeah. whatever I'm doing. And my big thing is, I'll tell you one thing. I tell the readers all the time, I mean uh, authors all the time, you know, online is great. It's wonderful. It's given us the opportunity to reach out to people in other countries. I love that and being able to, to catch up and all. But there are so many people 
who still read print. Right. And yeah. I have always worked to include them. I have one group uh, over in, um, like, uh, just below Virginia, somewhere over there on a big lake. Long story, but basically it was a book club group that I was sending something to, and my assistant said, I said, I'll send them the books, but they have to be signed to them, you know, what I was doing, book clubs. And she goes, yeah. Diana, they said you could sign it to the board of directors. I was like, what? So come to find out, they had 150 people in that club. But because I've been reaching out to readers, so I went over a couple months later, I sent them some things, and I went over and they asked me to speak, and they had like just the day that I showed up, like 75 showed up in their book club for that. And I asked Mm -hmm. them, and this is when, when Amazon's Kindle has been out for a year. And I said, how many of you read on the Kindle? Not one hand came up. Yeah. And that's one of the things is that I, it's like doing the signed book site. All, all my books are always in print, no matter what. And I do that because of how many readers that absolutely want to read print only. Now, in 20 years, that may be totally different, maybe even in 10 years. But right now, that group of readers are here. And, right. I, yeah. you know, I think part of it is ne- never um, overlooking your base. Right, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Good advice. Now, do you you should you should um, and I know I, I think you're involved in things like this, but you could teach so many people so many things. Do you do you give speeches and seminars and things like this? Uh, I used to, but let me tell you something. You know, another one of my little things going on is I have a online program, and we do uh, one day programs where you can come in and ask us anything. I'll be there. Professional editor is there. There's another program where we have two USA Today bestsellers that talk about being successful co-authors. Uh, something I should bring you guys in for, and it's called Oh, nice. Yeah, it's called AllWritersWorkshops.com. Mm-hmm. So all right. You know, oh, neat. And it's online. Like I said, we've been developing different uh, one-day programs because we're all so busy. And one of the reasons I started that was. About a a year or so back, I was talking to the editor, one of the editors, and I said, you know, when I was coming up, we would go to places, we'd go to these meetings so we could ask questions. And the other thing was we'd we'd hunt for ways to get a critique. So we started a critiquing program with the editor, with a professional (laughs) content editor, and Ask Us Anything days. Nice. That's cool. Now you brought up you brought up uh, collaboration, and I gotta say uh, you've been writing with Sherilyn Kenyon for a long time now. You've done a lot of books, and I gotta tell you, you you guys, I've never met Sherilyn, but um, you guys are one of the only uh, long term besides ourselves. It, well, we don't we don't co-author to anymore do. together. We did, but we don't. Oh, you don't. Oh. But you did yeah. for a long time. The first four books of the Belladors, and we also she had asked me to co-author her Bad Agency. <clears throat> or a suspense series. So, but we got so busy when she got a movie deal, and I was getting pulled in another direction, that um, we looked at it and said, "Well, the Bellador books were getting to where they were going to be a year and a half or more to get them out." Wow. And we, since it was a series that I created, we said, "Well, I should continue it," and so I can do that. So since we came out originally in two thousand, I want to say ten. And mm-hmm. right now, so if we were going on the series with New York, we'd have six books out right now instead of eight, uh, ten. Right, wow. right. 
and she had well, like, three other you series. Were, right. You you were very successful together though, and you did yeah. you did it. And and I don't just mean like like uh, you know as far as sales and and all that. I mean like you 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 did it for a long time. Oh what, yeah. No, what you, do you think is 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 some of the reason that worked? Because it doesn't seem to work very well for a lot of people. No, you're right. And I, I try and tell authors, especially newer ones that come up, they go, "Oh, I've got something I want to co-author with." And I said, "You know, you shouldn't really consider co-authoring unless right. you absolutely feel like no, you feel like you're both." It's going to be a better product, a better story with the two of you yes. than it would be with one because it's not easy. It's difficult. Right. You know, I'm telling them it's not easy. I know they get thinking, this is so hard. This is the first thing when you're teaching them. Workshops, it's like, <laughs> oh, this is so hard. And I go, okay, we got that out of the way. It's hard. Let's move on. But um, the truth is it is hard. And, you know, they get the point of like, oh, this would be so much easier if I had somebody to help me. But it, that's not what co-author is ah. about. Because right. like Absolutely. Mary Buckham and I co-author the young adult series that we write as Micah Cada. And we both would, would meet every year halfway between us. She's in the other end of the world and I'm down here. But um, we'd meet to brainstorm our own series. And I was sitting there talking to her and saying, Mary, I got this weird idea. I told her to her and she goes, oh, my God. I said, yeah. I said, but there's. An, I think this is something that you and I would be better writing than me by myself or you by yourself because certain mm-hmm. things that we brought to it that were her strengths and my strengths. Right. And it worked out yeah. great. It really did. Uh, we, we've been very pleased with the reaction to that series. That's wonderful. Nice. But you're right. It's not I, easy. It's just not easy to – and that's one of the reasons the two authors, uh, Adrian Giordano and – Misty Evans are going to talk, do a one-day talk on what they did because they're very successful co-authors. Yeah, yeah. No, and it is. Yeah. We get asked that a lot because we've been doing it for a few years now, and we, we don't fight. We don't have a lot of the problems that, that, that people talk about, and uh, that's that's something that people ask us about a lot is, you know, how do you do it? And I think it's all about yeah. uh, chemistry. I mean, there's the obvious stuff, the, yeah. the respect. Yeah. The, 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 but, but, I mean, it's, it's chemistry, too. You have to... Yeah. Find it somebody is. whose voice you blend well, with, and I know that in the uh, in the uh, yeah. uh, in the Sherilyn Kenyon uh, Diana Love books that you did. One thing I really like about those is you you can't hear that distinction. Thank you, because that was important. Yeah. We didn't want to yeah. have we didn't want that when Mary and I did it either. We didn't want yeah, to read through and go, oh, I can see the other person's writing now. Yeah, right. We so generally to me, that don't know what out of the story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we don't know what what we wrote. By the time we're done, we have we no idea about anymore. That's a good collaboration. We don't know. Yeah, and that's and important. It's, that's it's, important. It is, especially when you're wrong, rip things up. But we don't know if we're ripping our own or the other person's up, and that's great because you know yeah. we take no prisoners. <laughs> yeah. But we do something that most people don't even in this day and age is we're on on Skype and in the cloud writing literally together in our virtual mm-hmm. office all day long every day. You know, yeah. having our water You've cooler breaks well together to and all. Doing it this long. You really have. We yeah, have a good yeah. time. We're both ten-year-olds when it comes to humor, and you know, so yeah. we've evolved regularly. <laughs> it's an it's an it's an odd it's an odd pairing. It sounds like, but really, if you were to spend any yeah. time with us, you'd totally get it. It's to, it, it, yeah, we totally get it. Your but, stories uh, are very yeah. seamless. Your writing is very seamless together. 
Thank you. We try. Yes, very, we try. very nice. And, and we, We're and very we always trying. take it as a good sign. We take it as a good sign when we do not know who wrote what. I mean, you know, yeah. there's obviously going to be certain characters that one or the other favors, but I, you know, that's the biggest thing, though. I, I if I pick up a book that, that's co-authored, I'm always kind of like, mm, will you be able to tell? Because it's mm-hmm. never really that great when you can. I don't. Well, I, don't really I like actually it. was in Thriller Fest uh, at a big ah. thing up there where I was speaking at a couple of years ago in New York. And um, they had a thing on co-authors. And I was the only half of my co-author there, but a couple of them were there, and two guys were going on about, yep, you know, he writes one chapter, then I write the next, and that's how we do it. Yikes. And I'm like, okay. Uh. <laughs> and they, I, they got around to me, and I said, we don't do that. They all, thought, they all said that pretty much, yeah. something along that line. And yeah. I just said, we don't do that. And they looked at me like, well, you're you're not, you know, you're something else, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's generally the way it's done, though, and 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 I think that. Yeah. But yeah, we just we just go at it, and we just you know if you so so when you're when you're co-authoring now, do you how 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 do you do it then? Um, I tend to I like starting the book. I like finding the opening and starting. That's usually the book. It's kind of like I don't know how somebody does music, but there's there's got to be a note that starts them on a song that they're like, that's the beginning. And mm-hmm. I like that opening. I really like knowing, for me, the book starts once I know my characters really well to where I can't wait to see what they're doing. Then I'm, I'm really into the opening. The opening's just really so important. So I tend to start the opening, and, and I put a lot of rough ideas. And then when Mary and I are working, she goes through and puts hers in. And then we're at the point of writing pages, uh, we both write on it, and where I'm kind of more, I'm probably more intense in the moment with the characters and different stuff, and then she comes in with a lot more layering. Like I always say, if I'm writing a, if I'm writing a scene and th- there's something going on in suspense, the only reason I tell you mm-hmm. there's a door or a window is because somebody's going to throw it out, get thrown out the window. <laughs> so, you know, Mary, though, by the time you turn around, she'll, you'll know which you know, where you are in the world type thing. So, you know, right, me, right. I blow through yeah. my stories. I'm deep in the emotion, and I'm deep in the um, uh, what's going on in the moment and with the uh, the turning points that are coming up. I'm not even thinking about it. It's just I'm so deep in that, and I'll go back sometimes, and I'll go, shoot, I guess these people want to know what he looks like. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I mean, I see them. I know what they look like, but I can't stop long enough to really – play with the yeah. word structure right then. I, now, my second run through, I have a blast. Mm-hmm. I love to sit right. there and word play, but not the yeah. first one. Right. But you know, that, that that is part of what made, I think, the Sly Temp uh, series uh, in, in, in particular so um, exciting. I mean, this is like, this is the kind of stuff that will actually get your heart rate going. And, oh, and, thanks. I, and I mean that. Yeah, no, I mean that. I mean, cool. this is good stuff. And I think that's why, because it's like, you know, if that's your strength, I I say go for it because you can write some seriously exciting stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. You know, I have I had this one reviewer that said um, it was one of the Bellador books that said it was about six or seven somewhere there. Said there was so much action in this book. I think I burned calories, and uh, right? I laughed. <laughs> they kept trying to tell me when I was going through the learning curve on writing. Everybody has their thing, but they were telling me, okay, you need to write in like three acts, and it needs this. I said, I can't do that. Right. I said, I, I can't mentally 
get to a stopping point in my mind, call it like here's an act and now we need to do something else. I said, everybody is going as hard as they can. And they go, you know, well, you need to pause about here so they can take some time and reflect. I'm like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they can get the breathe, and they can yeah. they'll get, you'll get the story. You'll get all the emotion yeah. and everything. But I am, I'm not, um, it's got to be in the middle of the moment. Things are going on. You know, I don't want yeah. them to feel like, I, there, there was one thing that I think it was Grisham. I'm trying to think if it was Grisham or somebody else that said years ago, he said, how to write a book? He said, put tension on every page. And that's my yeah. new rule. That's yeah. a good. That's that's good. Yeah. That's, that's a, good a very good rule. Yeah. Yeah. So now your 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 tenth Bellador book is coming out. What is it that you hope uh, readers get out of this one? Oh well, I always want them. To, you know, I, the fun thing is, is once I started doing more of these on my own, away from New York, when I finally got it out of their hands, I always wanted to do something which is kind of like what the Marvel people do at the end of the movie where at the end there's a scene that shows you there's more going on, and it's part and it's tied. You see the characters through the book, but something happens, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's coming next. You know, It's not a cliffhanger. I don't want to leave them right. on a cliffhanger. But it opens a door. It's like, oops, let's open the door and look what's coming. Because the, the world is evolving so much, and the characters are evolving. And the main thing is I want them to read through it and get to the end and be disappointed it's over. You know, right. I love when they send me notes and say, I sat down and read it again right then. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so flattering, you know. But um, right. wow. I am when I read. And mm-hmm. the last uh, the, the last League of Glees is my new shifter series. And the book that came out, the last one was Mating a Grizzly. And I got through that book. I looked at my husband. I said, this is one of them. I don't care if anybody likes it. I had a blast. I would stay in that world and write for another month. But it was so hilarious. I don't know why. It just was funny. And readers were sending (laughs) me going, I read that last chapter four times, you know. Nice. nice. uh, I want them to have a lot of fun. I want them to be surprised. I want them to feel like they're part of this world growing. Nice. All right. Well, we're just about out of time. But before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can, when to expect the book, where to find the book, and where to find out more about you and what you do, and also if you have any upcoming events or anything you got going on? Now is your chance to let us know. Okay, I'll be in St. Louis next week at PendCon. Looking forward to that for the first time. I'll be there for three days. Uh, Treyarch Dragon Horde comes out Thursday. It's on ebook everywhere. It's in print. Uh, you can go to my website, which is authordianalove.com and you can go to my new signed book site which is dianalovesignedbooks.com all the pre-orders out of there get signed and shipped out two weeks ahead of the release Um, I just put up the new hardback from Red Moon Trilogy in fact and uh, and I have a new League of Glee Shifters Uh, that's a paranormal shifter romance but it's written in the vein of an urban fantasy. So it's got big world building. And the next one comes out in November. Nice. Wonderful. Nice. Congratulations on all that. You are yeah. awesome. I'm happy that you're oh. going as hard and strong as you are. 
<laughs> you, 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 we, we love that type A personality. It keeps us busy. Yeah. So keep writing. <laughs> Thank you. You too, yes. both keep writing too. Thank yes, you. we will. And you, you of course, are welcome back anytime. We will be in touch. We, we love having you. Um, oh, I love uh, sorry for any problems in the beginning. I don't. It wouldn't be <laughs> awkward. Was there wasn't some awkwardness. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but thank, thank you for being on, and we'll be in touch. We will have you back, absolutely. Thank you and so much. And you are welcome. And to everybody listening, uh, thank you for joining us. This is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. And until next week, we wish you haunted nights. And sweet screams. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm.